You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello and welcome to another week of Unscripted, where Lewis struggles to put his headphones on. I can't hear myself. It's all very muffled in my, in my head. It's, yeah, I can hear a weird buzzing sound. I'm hoping that's not coming through um, to everyone's speakers at home. Oh, I'm well, sure Alan head- will let us know. Are my headphones like turned down to they, nothing. They are. That's yep. why I can't hear myself. Is that better? That is. I can, I can now hear myself. That's great. That's good. Fantastic. Um, as you're aware on Unscripted, the film show, we do like to do all of our... Um, uh, what they're called radio checks on air as Look, opposed to beforehand. We like to go behind the curtain uh, mm-hmm. give, give people a uh, you know a view of the the realities of, of what radio is like. That's right. You know, it's it's a crazy crazy world. It's it's not that crazy, but um, <laughs> you know, it can be mm. at times. Um, so Cecilia is unwell today, so I told her don't come in Look, and I, and because I, I love you, but I do not love your germs. And I said exactly that, not quite. <laughs> and I'm like going to apologise sincerely if um, she caught my cold. Because uh, oh, yeah. I, like, well, I did, we did see you and Cecilia on Saturday. But the thing is, is that you tend to pick up a cold mm-hmm. um, fairly easily. Me? Yeah. I used to. Mm. Um, I think I'm, I'm better these days. But, yeah, I die. I'm, I knock on wood, don't feel any yeah. ill effects whatsoever. So I, and when I saw you, you seemed pretty, like you weren't even sniffy. I know. I know. I was, I was good. I was good. Got, got over it all. Oh, look, she, she works in the service industry, so she probably got it from um, some sicko who came into her, her uh workplace it's really weird that it's kind of like out there now that like you know for so long i just didn't know anyone who was sick <laughs> and then all of a sudden like i got sick which was a mm. surprise to me uh my boss he got sick and his daughter lauren got sick as well uh and then i was uh catch up with a uh, client today and he said that his business partner was also sick yeah and uh my mate lee uh, his wife last night she was supposed to come to this quiz night we went to she got sick as well. Fully sick, mate. I know. It's full on. It's like we've been trying to dodge this COVID thing for so long and all of a sudden the common cold comes and goes, knock you on your ass. I, I must admit, I don't know if this is um, why we don't. I'm not getting sick, but um, I have a pomegranate tree mm-hmm. and pomegranates are absolutely chock full of vitamin C and a lot of other really great vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have them frequently during uh, March to May. So... I've still got some uh, in my fridge, so or in my freezer. I get all the little seeds out, and yeah, and then we juice it, and it's just the best. Yeah, I used but anyway, yeah, I used to drink that pom. Um, pom wonderful. Pom wonderful. Pomegranate juice. Was it because of that movie? No, I know you drank it before then. Didn't no, you? no, no. I drank it because of the movie. Oh, for totally. real? Yeah, yeah. I was like, this pom wonderful stuff sounds wonderful. I'm going to try that. It was very tasty. I yeah. must admit. Mm. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen that. I, I, I did. I do hope one day to buy um, the horse shampoo, mane and tail. <laughs> mane and tail. I'm pretty sure that was what it was called. That was one of the the biggest sponsors that um, that 
Spurlock got for that movie. Oh, right, okay. Mm, and it's it's such good shampoo, you can use it on your horses or yourself. Wow. So um, Horses at Midley do generally have some pretty awesome, like, hair. Lovely locks, yeah. lovely locks, mm. and you'd be happy to have locks as, as luscious as that. I would. <laughs> well, no, actually, I've got quite nice hair. I was going to say, you, you've got luscious locks. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about hair care, surprisingly. I know that's what you were all expecting tonight when you tuned in. Um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be one of those nights. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, but anyway, we've got a couple of movies to talk about tonight. Uh, you've got The Conjuring, uh, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yes. And I've got Percy versus Goliath. But I want to start off by asking about this movie quiz night that you went to last night. I just realised I got Cruella as well. Oh. We haven't spoken about Cruella. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. I'm looking forward to putting that on my list. Put that on your list as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah I did uh, last night, uh, as I mentioned mentioned previously, there was a quiz night at the uh, girls' school, uh, which is the old girls' school in the in the city, uh, in East Perth, I think it's uh, the, the location. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do movies, obviously, uh, and they also do quiz nights. Sometimes they're themed quiz nights. And uh, like last night's one was a quiz night for movies, just, just movies. Just movies in general. Yeah, because yeah, they've done one. They did a Disney one not long ago. Mm. They've got a Harry Potter one coming up. Uh, do I have a Harry Potter one coming up? Uh, I think they've got a Harry Potter one coming up. Vaguely remember that. They've got a Simpsons uh, trivia night coming up as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Your, your husband could uh, be uh, in on that one. Yeah, he, 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 it's him and two other people. I'm sure they would absolutely smash it and I would just be bored. I've, I've stopped asking, you know when someone like does a little quote, I stopped asking Chris about six months into our relationship, where's that from? Because inevitably it was from The Simpsons. Yeah. It was always, always from, from The, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so if he, if he wants to do that, they're, they're, that's one coming up in June. You can go and check that one out. Uh, but, yeah, last night's one was just on movies. Now, I'm – obviously, I like movies. Uh, my wife, Kat, likes movies. Uh, and my, my friend Lee, he likes movies as well. And, and uh, you know, his, his wife, uh, Tracy, like, she likes movies as well. So it was the perfect, you know, for – people to come together and and do a quiz. Mm. Uh, but unfortunately, as I said, uh, Tracy got six. She couldn't come. Just three of us. Mm. Teams of four. So every other team in this place, there was four. Keep that, bear that in mind. Okay. Three of us, four of everyone else. Right. Uh, and so lots of, lots of teams there, lots of teams. And uh, we... <sighs> There was, a, there was a, one of the, the parts of the quiz was this thing where they would play uh, bits of a theme music from a, the movie and you had to guess what movie it was. Oh, my gosh, that's hard. Well, uh, we would just go on through them and just go on, yeah, this, that's this one, that's this one, that's this one. And we got you know, all ten. You smashed it. Fairly confident. But we, we, we second-guessed one. We second-guessed one. Uh, it, they played the theme to The Dark Knight and we went, oh, it's Dark Knight. I went, oh, is it The Dark Knight or is it Batman Begins? And we, we questioned ourselves, we went, oh, I think it's Batman Begins. We changed it. No. It was The Dark Knight. Oh. So, so we lost uh, a point that we should have had there that we actually written down and then, then we lost that point. Um, there was another one we probably should have got, which was Breakfast at Tiffany's because it was a picture of a breakfast and then uh, the uh, author of the book. Um, uh, Truman Capote. Truman Capote, mm. uh, which we would go, who's that old dude? Uh, if, <laughs> if it had been like, you know, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman or uh, the other guy, then we would have got it. 
Toby Jones. Toby Jones, yeah. We would have got, but we didn't because it was, it was Did, not there. You've never seen a picture of uh, Truman Capote? Oh, I don't know if I have. Don't mm. I have? So, so we, we, and then the thing was a tomato with Sally or something on it. And even though Kat has seen. Um, uh, fried green tomatoes? Yeah, I thought it was fried green tomatoes. See, I got. Uh, I got Steel magnolias. No, it was. It ended up being breakfast activities, and so we did a get, tomato with Sally. Well, I think it was Sally or Cindy or something. Apparently, there was somebody in, in, in to breakfast activities called Sally Tomato or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah I wouldn't have got that. So we missed out. On, we missed out on a couple of you know uh, questions we should have really got, uh, and we came combined second. Wow. Uh, with with another team, and. The um, uh, they then I had to go up and uh, and they asked a question and it was like higher or lower. When did was it gone with the wind uh, or was it gone with the wind or um? Tonight was uh, not. Yeah, there. I think it was it's old film. <laughs> when did it come out? And the answer was 1942, and uh, I didn't get it. So instead of coming <laughs> second, we became we came third and we got nothing. Mm. Um, but again, only three of us. That's pretty spectacular. Yeah, only three of us and we managed to come, you know, combined second. I'm not going to say third. <laughs> we all combined second. So um, these nights, these quiz nights, mm. you can only have four to a table. Only four You've to a table. You've got to be really selective with the people you invite, hey? Mm. It's like, mm, I know you're married to this person but you don't know anything about The Simpsons <laughs> so we're just taking your wife. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm actually <laughs> thinking ahead right now. <laughs> so maybe I just, yeah, I have, I have four in mind. It's going to be an awkward foursome um, for sure mm. because partners won't be involved and I'll just be sitting there drinking... Um, the whole night, and the other three will be actually answering the questions. Well, you could always like have two teams, uh, mm. like the good team and the bad team. Oh yeah. Um, and so I believe that the uh, um, the the quiz night is on the seventh of July. Um, for the Simpsons. Yes, for the Simpsons. Uh, but I'd get in quick because I think the um, uh, the uh, so yeah seventh of July. I think the tickets sell out quite fast, so um, best to get in there quickly. Uh, and there's and also and what's involved? You get um, do you drink? Do you get food and drinks, or is it just? I don't know. You, you just you just pay for your um, your ticket, and then that gives you obviously the the your, your, the quiz. Yeah. But you can buy food there, and they've got oh. like um a van that does toasties. So oh. you go and you you uh, get the toast. You pay for them inside. Mm. You go and get them from the van, uh, and they also do like a soup to go with a toasty as well. If you want that, yeah. Um, it's an open well, not an open bar. It's a, a full full service bar, so you can wow. get like beer, wine, soft drinks. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So how much are the tickets? Um, I think it was about 55 bucks for four people. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a bargain for four people. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, well, I might have to look into that. It does sound good. And Harry Potter one is on the 19th of June, Saturday the 19th of June, but it is low availability. So if you want to get into that one, you better get in quick. Well, see, the thing is I'm a fan, but I don't know that much. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people who it's, it's the same as like Star Wars. I like it a lot don't recall much of the actual correct information for anything. Well, here's, here's a question. Like uh, in uh, – oh, true or false, okay? In Harry Potter, the oldest actor to play a student was 45 years old. True or false? What the hell? That has to be true because that's a random fact. <laughs> it was true. And do you know who that actor, the actress was? Um, the chick who played Moaning Myrtle? Got it. There you go. See, you know stuff. You know stuff. Ah, yeah, if it was a true and false, mm. maybe. <laughs> Were they mostly um, – no, they wouldn't have no. been nah, – no, nah, no. Nah. Mostly they, they're just open-ended questions. It's like you testing, need to know the answer. Yeah, testing your mind like um, uh, who played Santa in Bad Santa? Um, it was Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, well done. 
Yeah. 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 There you uh, go. Okay. Uh, what's the full name of Reese Witherspoon's character in Legally Blonde? I have never really watched it, so bump bum. Ah, well, I didn't know I liked last night either, but it's Elle Wood. Oh, of um, course it is. What's the name of the princess in The Princess Bride? Oh, Buttercup. Yay! Oh, we needed you last night. So oh, you didn't know that? Didn't get that one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And you had a free seat begging. I know. Oh, I wouldn't have come. It was, it was, yeah. It was, I was a bit smashed last <laughs> night and, and we, not in a good way. And we didn't know, uh, like, until the last minute. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But, uh, it, yeah, good night out. Mm. Really, really good fun night out. Mm. Mm. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do have movies to get to and we will get to them momentarily. So before we get into proper reviews and whatnot, I just thought I'd mention for anyone who is a Bon Jovi fan, um, Luna Leadable, I think it's Leadable, it could be both um, Lunas, apologies. Uh, do your research, right? Um, so there, there's like a concert type, uh, a live concert um, thing happening for the Bon Jovi. I should have read this information before um, properly, but anyway. It's so a live concert on screen. Yeah, yeah, basically. So with most concerts obviously still halted because of COVID and whatnot, um, Bon Jovi fans will be thrilled to have the opportunity uh, to come together and share this experience as a community in our cinemas on June the 10th. So um, the the performers basically came together uh, and and did some live music and if you are a fan of Bon Jovi, uh, you might want to look into that because it's like a one-time only type thing, June the 10th. So just head on to the Luna website for a little bit more information because I have only printed half of the information because that's how I roll. That's how I roll. <laughs> Don't like to prepare properly. Um but anyway, we should move on to movies, um, I believe. And I thought I might start off with Percy versus Goliath. So this is a movie that I was not um, – that I knew nothing about. I didn't know the history. I didn't, um, yeah, know the story at all. So it's, a, it's based on a true story, based on events that happened kind of over six years starting in 1998. So um, – Percy Schmeiser is a Canadian farmer from uh, Bruno, Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. um, in, in Canada. Canada. Hey. Yeah. Um, and he he finds himself uh, in in trouble with a a big corporation, and that corporation is Monsanto. Ooh. These guys are the. Ooh. Have you heard of Monsanto? Yeah, Monsanto is uh, um, the people who make Roundup, aren't they? They are. Ah, look at you with the information that you know. Oh. I knew nothing. And and like Monsanto, I think uh, people sue them because uh, they got cancer and they believe that the uh, the Roundup was a contributing factor to their cancer. Well, well, well. You seem to know a lot more about this than I certainly did. <laughs> so um, back in the late 90s, a lot of people were talking about um you know, GMOs, which is genetically modified organisms. Mm-hmm. So um, Monsanto came out with a, a an altered um, corn, I think it was corn, um, it, seed. Sorry, I was struggling with words there. Corn seed. Thank you. Right. Um, basically, they altered it so that it was... Um, you could spray everything in your uh, crop with Roundup uh-huh. and it would kill all the weeds 
but their particular seed wouldn't die out. So you'd end up with a bigger harvest because generally speaking, if you spray stuff, um, it, you're generally going to lose some, some of your crop. Mm-hmm. Or you could just not spray it and lose some of your crop to pests yeah. and weeds regardless. So they came out with this stuff and so people would buy it based on the fact that they know they're going to get a bigger harvest. But the problem is it's all been sprayed with Roundup, mm. right? So that's not the initial problem with this with this particular movie um, and, and um, Percy Schmeiser. So Percy Schmeiser has been farming in generations in his family and what they do, it's called seed saving. Right. Um, I, I think that's the, the terminology. So basically every year um, after harvest, he picks up all the seeds and it's like like a lot of them obviously mm. and does experiments to figure out which are the best seeds to like um, – you know, produce for the following year. Right, like yeah. these have come from field five. We're going to use those ones because of X, Y, Z. Anyway, so what's happened at some stage is there's been a lot of weather and some of the seeds from these GMO crops have gone into his, um, onto his land. He's collected it, he's produced it and they've come out and tested it and said, you've stolen our seeds. Um, so Monsanto you need to, said you've stolen our seeds. Yeah, right. so you said... Because it's been mixed in mm-hmm. with his seeds um, accidentally mm-hmm. because of weather or whatever. And so they're asking for a payout and they're saying, you need to give us this money and all the seeds for next year and, and all the money that you made for whatever. Um, so he decides, nah, I... I don't think so. And he goes to court. And then it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and they end up having to go to the Supreme Court in Canada. Um, so it's it's a story that I knew nothing about. I have heard conversations about genetically modified um, food and stuff like that. But a lot of the arguments seem to be about um, playing God mm. and whatever. But I've never really heard about the argument, which completely makes sense now, that you're producing these things so that you can spray it with pesticides um, and then we're consuming the pesticides, which is not great. No. So um, it, it just brought up th- that very interesting fact. And this, it, the, the other problem with GMOs um, is, you know, they, they might produce a seed that it, it does really well in, in one area or one country and then they sell the same seed to India, f- mm. for instance, and because there's not enough um, irrigation there or not enough natural rains, they have to irrigate it, which costs extra money, which means they can't pay for it. And then um, in India in particular during this time, they were having like huge numbers of farmers um, take their lives because they're getting into massive debt. So there's a lot of uh, information to take on during this movie. It, it's it, basically how it started was um, the, the writers Garfield L. Miller and Hilary Pryor were doing a documentary about GMOs mm. and then they found out about Percy and they found out about him like in 2002 or something and it's taken this long, like 18 years, to, to make a film out of it. So... Um, it is interesting. Um, Percy is played by Christopher Walken. Right, okay. There's also um, Christina Ritchie is in there. She's kind of assisting, do- getting money donated basically so he can keep going with, mm-hmm. his, with his fight. But she's also got ulterior motives going on. Um, and you've got Zach, Bra- uh, Zach Braff playing his, uh, his lawyer. Um, so 
There was interesting stuff in this film, but I also felt like everyone was really phoning it in. Oh, okay. Um, It also had... It felt like it just didn't flow. You know how some movies just feel like it's got a natural progression? Mm, mm. It just felt like almost like it was out of order or like I know it wasn't out of order, but you know how sometimes you watch a film and you just like just doesn't feel right? This is kind of how it felt, like there was something not quite right about the flow. Well, most films are shot out of sequence and then edited together. Um, I don't think it was that. I think it was just... It, I think it was a hard, mo- a hard story to tell in film mm. because the fight went on for six years, and they, I think they were trying to cover a lot of different things during the movie. So they're trying to, like, at one point he travels to India to to meet people and and see what's going on there, and it just felt like a, like I know that that's what really happened, yeah. but it just felt really out of place and then, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't quite get into the flow of this movie, unfortunately. It, it is still really interesting um, but I'm just going to give it three um, combine harvesters. Right, okay. Yeah. Hmm. But it is out um, as of June the 10th so next week it is out if you are interested. And, again, it, it, it's kind of an interesting story because it's certainly something I knew nothing about and I feel like... I now have a, a, more information about GMOs than I ever, you know, knew that mm. I would want to know. I, I, <laughs> it sounds bad, but yeah. you know what I mean? I had no idea that, like, Monsanto was creating, like, I thought they just made stuff to poison, you know, weeds and stuff like that. I didn't realise that they were actually creating plants that could survive yeah. their, their pesticides. And the whole idea is can you, can you even um, patent a, a, an organism mm. like um, that's that's the same kind of argument that happens around um, paint uh, paint patenting um, is that the right word yeah um, you know cancer cures mm. or gene therapy or like all of that sort of stuff like should it not be freely available because it is life saving um, oh you think about it, the yeah. amount, amount of money that people have been putting into cancer research for, for years and years and years and years and years mm. it's kind of like well come on, we've been funding this I mean if mm-hmm. uh, you know if somebody comes up with a, a cure for it then you know surely pay pay back to civilization a yeah bit. yeah I'm not too sure I don't have uh, much mm. information on that side of things I just know there's stuff about that but you um the the whole GMO thing it's interesting because I think uh, down south uh, uh, I don't know if it's probably probably still happening, but there was uh, GMO canola, I think. Uh, That's what he did, canola. That was what it was, not corn, canola. Canola, okay, there you go. Mm. Uh, same thing was happening here. Mm. There was um, some people had GMO crops and other people didn't. And it was actually the people who didn't have the GMO didn't want their crops being infected by the, the GMO stuff. So, yep. yeah, it's, it's happening here in Australia as well as uh, in America. And so. I think a lot of that information probably came out because of this um, particular lawsuit because it was massive and it affected, um, you know, a lot of countries mm, that mm. were, you know, using that sort of seed for canola. Yeah. Which is interesting. Not for corn. Yeah, because they make canola into the oil. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if – because if it was corn, that's what concerned me was because, like, you know, you'd be spraying Roundup on corn. That doesn't sound yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. pretty bad. So, yeah. Yeah. But, no, that's all, that's all good. That sounds uh, like a very interesting film. Mm. Very interesting. An in-show correction there, <laughs> which is good. 
We, I'm glad you mentioned it. We got there in the end. <laughs> Yay uh, for us. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Whip <laughs> Mac. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, that was fun. <laughs> I've been binge watching a show called Superstore. It's on Netflix and um, I've finished the first two seasons and, and so you know how I've got commitment issues with TV series. <laughs> but not as bad not as bad as Cecilia has. <laughs> we've, we've discovered this. Yes. So I initially, I don't know why, but I thought it was only four seasons and the first season only had like 12 or 13 episodes. So I was like, cool, this is doable. I can smash this out. Um, and then I got halfway through season two and I went on to IMDb. I've been trying to avoid it because I don't want any spoilers. Right. Um, and I was like, six seasons, really? And then every other season other than the first one is 22 episodes. <laughs> so I've, I've proper committed. But I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Um, it's basically set at a Walmart-type store. Mm. So you get all of the um, Walmart-type issues coming up. And it, it's got a kind of office vibe, the office, you know, the American office yeah, kind yeah. of vibe. So there's like awkward moments there's you know every character has their thing and I'm generally not into American comedies very often but I really have just I'm just very much enjoying this every episode's about 23 minutes long or whatever so they're not long Mm. episodes it's got America Ferrara in it and um uh, the guy who plays Jonah is Ben Feldman, who I last saw in Mad Men as uh, Ginsburg, I think his character oh, name yeah. was. He mm. was the one who was completely unhinged. Yep. In this series, he's like a college dropout. He's like pretends to be smarter than everybody and he's a bit annoying. Um, but he's like 40 in real life and I think he's playing a 28-year-old <laughs> and I'm looking at him like you're, you're he's like the Paul Rudd type person mm-hmm. where he's just never going to age. So um, I'm enjoying the heck out of that. Well, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you got so much of it to watch. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because it's finished already. Like it finished in March this year. And the only reason I started listening to it was because I started listening to a new... Listening to it or watching it? No, I'm watching it. Sorry. Yeah. The only reason I started watching it was because I started listening to a new true crime podcast called True Crime and Cocktails. And it's got Lauren Ash in it. And she is one of the actors in this particular show. She plays Dina. She's like, um, I don't know. She's, she's, she's horrible <laughs> actually. Um, but anyway, so I started listening to that cause they started their podcast in, um, in March, 2020. It was her and her cousin and, uh, Chrissy or Christy, I forget. But yeah, I've, I've binged that as well. So a whole year's worth of podcasts. I binged it in the space of a couple of weeks. And I was like, oh, now I've got to watch Superstore because um, I'm really enjoying this person. And she's completely different, mm. obviously, to, to, you know, the character. But yeah, that was why. And yeah, I'm fully in. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad you enjoy it. Mm. Uh, we we kind of watched a few episodes of it, but just didn't uh, didn't get stuck in. I think so. I, I watched one episode and I went, mm, not for me. Mm. But I think because I really enjoy Lauren Ash mm. on this mm. podcast, I was like, I'm going to give it a bit more of a go. And I've just, yeah, really gotten into it. Oh, excellent. It's just stupid fun. Yeah. Uh, Kat and I just finished uh, watching uh, Parks and Rec. 
Oh, okay. That's another one that's kind of similar, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's very, very office kind of uh, mm. based. You know, they're doing a, a documentary about. It's funny they 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 never pay off uh, the documentary style thing. They never explain why mm. people are doing the talk to camera. Yeah, it's just they they are. It's they're like, not doing talk to camera in Superstore. I just thought thought yeah. I'd point that out. Yeah, but similar awkward. People. Yeah, I, I think in the office, like in one of the, the final episodes of the office, was them watching the documentary. Could you imagine though, just like if you were to do like a, a documentary and mm. it ran for as much footage as you got for uh, Parks and Rec or The Office, you would be doing that for years. That would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Suck if it was a terrible documentary. But was it good? Uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. It's awesome. Because that's got Amy Poehler in it. Yep. It's got Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's yeah. it. That's all I got. Um, n- Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Uh, it's got... Uh, um, Mandy Kaling. Aziz- is Mandy Kaling? No, she's from The Office. Yeah. Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Um, it's got... Um, I'm ambivalent about him. Right, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's got... Uh, who also... Paul Rudd does actually turn up in a few episodes mm. as well. Um, uh, and uh, I, I'm, bl- I'm, blanking, I'm blanking here. Uh, it's terrible when, when you've watched... Uh, all the episodes of a of a TV show, and then you can't remember some of the people. Oh, um, Rob Rob Lowe, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Adam Scott. Um, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, th- that was that was off the off the cuff. I didn't uh, um, actually uh, look those ones up. They they just uh, came to me. Mm. Um, but there's uh, there are other people I'm, I'm missing out. But it's just really, you know, a really fantastic cast that's in uh, Parks and Rec. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, Rashida Jones. Uh, who else? Uh, who else? Have I missed. That is a that is a good cast. Yeah, that's and that's the thing is it's like and they're, they're all like pretty much there the whole time. Yeah. Um, Megan Mullaney, um, she was uh, from um, uh, uh, Will and Grace. Will and Grace. So she's Nick Offerman's wife she's in Nick real life. Offerman's wife in real life, and she she's not a in there all the time, but she's like a recurring kind of character mm. uh, who just pops up every now and again. Um, Catherine Hahn is in there as well as a oh. kind of recurring character. <laughs> yeah, I do love her. Um, uh, Lucy Lawless pops up. Uh, Justin Theroux, Henry Winkler, Bill Murray, uh, Sam Elliott. I mean the. Particularly when you get to the later episodes, like just all these people start popping up and going, "Oh my god, I can't believe that person's in there." Which streaming series is that on? Ah, uh, streaming series, Netflix. Yeah. Oh, that might be. Um, I, I've always thought I might enjoy that. But while I'm brief, while I'm going back to the true crime and, and cocktails, they did an episode on Army Hammer, um, which I sent to you and Cecilia. I'm sure you you haven't had a chance to listen to it, no. but. It, Last year at some point people were coming out and saying he's into cannibalism and, um, you know, all of this really wild stuff. He is 100% a garbage humour human, like 100% um, based on the information from this um, podcast and they do like some serious uh, background checking. Um, They've got these screenshots of him between people um, that appeared on Twitter and people initially said, oh, well, she's lying. She could have doctored these text messages. Um, but there's multiple women who have come out after the fact to support the fact that they've had similar interactions with him. Um, so, yeah, he's he's a gross human being um, and you can do your own research. But, yeah, not interested in him. This, this particular podcast goes even further down the rabbit hole and suggests he may be involved in some murders. <laughs> so, I know. I know. Is it like 
Is it rumour or is it real? Is it like It's definitely rumour, right. that side of things. Mm-hmm. The garbage human side is pretty much like there seems to be quite a lot of evidence to reflect that he's a garbage human mm-hmm. uh, in relation to mistreating women, abusing women and um, requesting they do things in a sexual nature which are um, only consented to based on the fact that he is controlling them and he's he's got them in a very um, – he's coercively controlling these women and that's mm. why they are saying yes to things and then they're occasionally not saying yes to things and – but anyway, so yes, garbage human. But then he owns a property, he co-owns a property um, somewhere in Palm Springs or whatever with two other people. And then there's these, you have to listen to the podcast, but there's a lot of people turning up dead and they coincide with times that he was in the area. And anyway. Right, okay. That side of things is very rumour, rumour. Yeah. But it's... um. Yeah, it was an interesting listening. Yeah. That's that's for sure. Yeah. We should probably get onto a movie review. Yeah. I know we're going down a rabbit hole, which is for Tangent City mainly. Quite right. Now mm. on onto uh, like a, a similar kind of thing where you're talking about uh, something that was real that got turned into a movie, and and in the movie uh, you, you find the term, and I'm, I'm doing air quotes here, mm-hmm. based on true events. Yeah. Right now, um, you know. When you see a film like The Conjuring, um, where it is like these paranormal, uh, you know, investigator like people who are like religious and they're going out there to you know help people with exorcisms and stuff like that, um, yeah, these people did exist. These are real people, but like the uh, the the movie is a very sensationalized version mm-hmm. of what happened in real life. So, brain of truth, yeah, just a. Minuscule yeah. grain of truth. So, so in uh, in the Conjuring, the devil made me do it. Uh, paranormal investigators Edge, <laughs> Edge, <laughs> Ed, and Lorraine Warren take on the, uh, one of the most sensational cases of their careers after a cop stumbles upon a dazed and bloodied young man walking down the road. Accused of murder, the suspect claims demonic possession as his defence, forcing the Warrens into a supernatural inquiry like nothing they've ever seen before. Mm. So. Okay, so it is like you know true in that there was a guy who um, he uh, killed a person, and his defence was that you know he was demonically possessed. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like you know with the movie they like investigate uh, you know his devonic possession thing and then they go and they look into other cases similar to that and then they find a thing that links them all together mm. and but i really don't think that the uh, the actual case was was anything like that um it's uh yeah so i, I think uh like the the good thing about these based on true story movies as i always said it's a reason to go and do some reading about the film to Mm. see what was real what was fake um and not just take everything as gospel certainly not with the conjuring series no no not with the conjuring (laughs) series so great movies really good uh, very entertaining the fact that there's a little bit of a basis in reality uh makes it a bit 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 creepier Mm. uh but yeah not real not real. Um, and uh, but before the the movie, they actually had a um, a, a psychic medium person there. <gasps> For reals, I wish I knew that. I would yeah, totally would have gone to to talk about uh, seeing dead people and everything like that. Mm. Uh, and um, 
to be honest, like I'm uh, as far as like dead people and stuff go, uh, you know, hanging around and doing that kind of stuff. I'm very skeptical about it, um, and my reason for it is uh, I'm sure they've got better things to do. <laughs> um, and the, the idea that there's there's like spirits of dead people constantly watching us uh, is like, mind your own business. You know, <laughs> I, I'd rather you don't watch me. Well, like, that's on them if they're watching you all the time. Yeah, I, I don't think that's exactly how it works. Yeah, it's, it, it was it was weird. Somebody in the audience said, is there dead people here now? And, the, the, and she was like, oh, well, uh, there's a dude standing behind you. And, uh, and then it was like, oh, it's an old guy. And it was like, yes, I think he's your granddad or something like that. A, and, a lot of them uh, are very much, you know, uh, it's an older woman. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we've we've all got old <laughs> people in our past that have passed on. Pretty much, y- yeah. Y- you can. There's a lot of trickery, I think. Uh, but there, I think there are some legit people, definitely. Mm, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what, it's a conversation yeah. not for this show, yeah, probably. 100% like the, which is going, uh, there seems to be like some sort of celebration or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a wedding. And it's like, oh, my God. Is that really? Uh, yeah. Seriously? And it was just, uh, I, I just, you know, it's a magic trick. At the end of the yeah. yeah. So it's recently I had a, a, I went to a psychic dinner and one of them was like, oh, this person was around at a celebration that you recently had. And I'm like, no, no celebrations. She's like, oh, well, it was Easter recently. That's probably what she's <laughs> talking about. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I find, I find them very uh, amusing, amusing. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, the, the – uh, the, they asked about – she said she'd helped with these cases in America and Canada mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And somebody said, have you done any cases here in, in Perth? And she's like, well, I give them information but they never get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but no, the the movie, uh, yeah, the Conjuring, um, uh, the the Devil Maybe Do It. I mean, uh, it it is what you want. Like it's mm-hmm. creepy. Um, it starts off with a little kid who's possessed, who they're doing a uh, exorcism on, um, and then later on in the movie they show you how this kid got like you know, infected by the demon, and um, and then uh, you you, uh, you you meet um, an old uh, ex priest. They're always the good ones. Oh, <laughs> the ex priest. You love an old ex priest. Um, Played by John Noble, uh, who is is pretty awesome. So if you saw Fringe, you'd know who I'm talking about. Mm. Um, but yeah, just uh, I, I think it was as a horror film. You went in there. It wasn't it. It wasn't like lots of jump scares or anything like that. Um, it was just that kind of creepiness that you you've come to experience from the Conjuring series. Mm. And there were like in jokes as well um, with the uh, if you'd seen other Conjuring ones before, particularly with the lawyer that they're trying to get to like plead this case of of defense the devil maybe do it um and saying you know saying to her um something about coming to the, her house coming to their house and then the next time you see her she's like all like panicky stricken and stuff um so it's it's uh yeah it's good uh, for people who like that kind of thing and, mm. and I, I must admit i kind of enjoyed it so um i am going to give uh, the conjuring the devil made me do it Three and a half witchy things. <laughs> Three and a half witchy things. Three and a half witchy things. Before we get to our um, our last uh, review of the day, which will be Cruella. Cruella. Um, I just want to quickly mention that the German Film Festival has, has begun and it runs until the 20th of June. And I believe they're opening up tonight with the directorial debut um, of Daniel Brühl. So uh, we all know him as a great actor. Obviously, recently we've seen him in um, the Winter Soldier and the Falcon, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The the anyway, 
You'll correct me. Go on. Go for Falcon it. Falcon the Wood Soldier. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're they're opening tonight with his with his directorial d- debut, which is exciting. Um, but you can find more information on um, online at germanfilmfest.com uh, or you can actually look uh, sorry german film festival i think it is .com.au um, you can also go on to the lunar websites that it's showing at lunar leaderville lunar essex and it's also showing at palace cinema rain square so uh, german cinema is just amazing and fantastic and it's it's well worth watching and a lot of um the english language originated from the german language so sometimes you kind of understand words true yeah not many of them (laughs) i I, but you can uh i heard had heard this word uh recently in the last few years Mm. this word bougie being used. Oh, yeah. You've heard that the word bougie? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what does bougie mean? Where does bougie come from? And it wasn't uh, until today that I realised that bougie is just a shortening of bourgeois. Mm. And, you know, bourgeois is kind of like, oh, that's so bourgeois, like doing the, uh, the, the, the middle classy kind of thing. Oh, it's so bourgeois. And so I thought bourgeois was like, you know, ooh, fancy. Is it fancy? Is it? Uh, I thought it was because when I listen to people talk, say it, they're like, oh, that's so bougie. Like, so fancy. Is so bougie? fancy. Right, okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. Like, uh, it's, a, it's a bourgeois. I, yeah, I was never sure bourgeois was, like, upper class. I thought it was always, mm. like, you know, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. But, yeah but so I guess we don't really know, but I have just learnt today, right then, two minutes ago, that bougie is a shortening of bourgeois. So there you go. Thank you very much, Lewis, for informing me about that information. I just, uh, yeah, it is. it does get used, but I thought it was because, like, you know, like... Oh, it's it's, the, it's uh, the middle class, right? Yeah. So, so bougie. So saying bougie is like. It, it, well, then I don't understand why it's being used in the context that it's being used in because, uh, like, people are saying it in regards to oh, I went to a fancy school and we like our um, holiday was in France or wherever, like away from. Like a bit fancy. Yeah, it's, it says like yeah, uh, bourge, is, yeah, bourgeois. It's uh, it's. Uh, this is where we look up class. urban dictionary. Yeah, but uh, also says uh, middle or upper middle class. So yeah, but I had heard people refer to things being bougie when they're like, oh, we stayed in this really posh hotel. It was so bougie. Yeah, that's what I thought. So maybe people have got the wrong end of the stick with their their, <laughs> their shortening of, of. It happens a lot. Yeah. I don't even know how you spell bougie. I went to type in Urban Dictionary bougie and I'm like B-O-O, nope, that's not right. B-O-I, no, that's not right. How do you spell bougie? Uh, oh, what does boo, uh, it's B-O-U-J-E-E. J-E-E. J- luxurious in lifestyle yet humble in character. <laughs> bougie yeah. is hip-hop slang for something luxurious in lifestyle yet humble in character. Influence I often interchange with the slang, with the slang bougie, B-O-U-G-I-E. Was a very, this is very weird. Like, so so th- there's another description here. Aspiring to be a higher class than one is, derived from, um, what, what was the word again? Bourgeois. Bourgeois, yeah. I looked at the word and I'm like, well, I can't pronounce that, even though I just heard it. <laughs> Meaning middle class, uh, middle to upper class, traditionally despised by communists. Uh, so in modern day English, someone who is bougie is creating an air of wealth or upper class status, whether it's true or not. 
Right. There yes. Well, I think we've educated people today. Uh, yeah. Like uh, I got educated on the, on the way in um, and uh, I think everyone's better off for that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Now, someone who is a bit... Bougie. Bougie is, uh, is uh, Corella. Um, this is a, a really interesting film. I, I, when they said that uh, there was going to be a... Um, there's going to be a Cruella film. I was like, uh, with Emma Stone, I was like, how is this going to work? Mm. Like, but I have noticed that with some of their villain uh, films and when you've got the villain as the main character, they've kind of got to make the character, you know, the hero or the anti-hero in the, in the story. Um, and so like uh, even with the Joker... In the Joker film, you kind of had to side with him a little bit as well. Mm. Uh, so with Cruella, this is an origin story. This is Cruella Begins. So she's not a haggard old woman who wants to uh, kill a, uh, 101 Dalmatians and turn them into a coat. She is a, a girl. Starts off The film starts off with her as a, as a young girl and, and you meet her and her mother uh, and they're on their way to London. But she's a very, like, you know, uh, she's her own person. Like, precocious. Would you say precocious? I guess you could say precocious. Yeah, yeah, she, you could say precocious. And she, she, does her, she does things her own way. And her name is Estella. And she's young and a clever grifter. Um, and she becomes like, you know, she's in London and she meets up with these two other uh, young people uh, who have to grift their way through life. Um, and then uh, as she grows up, uh, she wants to, you know, get into uh, the um, fashion designing world. And her way into the fashion designing world is by um, working for the legendary Baroness von Hellman, uh, played by Emma Thompson, uh, and uh, working for her. Now, now, the Baroness is one of these people who, like, takes other people's ideas and then says that it's her design, but it's not somebody else's designed it, um, which I guess most designers are like that. They just have a label and they kind of, like, have other people design their stuff and then they just whip their label on there. Mm. Um, I suppose that's how, how it works. But um, so you've got uh, Estella working for the Baroness. Um, stuff happens in this film. And the one thing I love about this film is it's got a really interesting plot uh, and it's a great story and I don't want to ruin it for anyone. Cool. Uh, it's also brilliantly, brilliantly acted. Like uh, Emma Stone is just fantastic in this role. She's just like, yeah, just flies off the screen. And, and uh, there's, just, there's some set pieces in this film uh, that she does that are just phenomenal. She's kind of like the Banksy of... Uh, like the fashion world uh, in that she does these installations and mm. they're all like really, uh, you know, hit and run kind of uh, installations and she's just the thorn on the side of the Baroness and it is absolutely and utterly brilliant. Um, it just makes me wonder how, how you go from this to the, the Corella that we know from the, the other films. But, yeah, I, I was absolutely just, just enamoured by this film. I thought it was, was brilliant. Just the, the story, the acting... Um, the casting as well, having Emma and Emma, you know, going head to head, fantastic, very, very good. Um, you get to meet her like henchman from the uh, the, the, the cartoon, mm. uh, Joel Fry playing Jasper and Paul Walter Hauser playing Horace. Um, and uh, yeah, there's also this. Uh, she goes to this fashion shop which sells uh, you know, last season and last season's fashions uh, and that is uh, run by uh, John McRae's Artie and he is just a most beautiful character, just absolutely fantastic. Um, and uh, Kirby... Um 
Kirby Howell uh, Baptiste uh, is also in this film as well. Uh, and you would know her from The Good Place if you've watched The Good Place. Uh, and she is also in uh, uh, The Sandman as well coming up. I think she's playing Death if I'm not mistaken. Mm, that's, a, that's a great role. Yes, yes. Very, very, very good. So, yeah, yeah great cast. Um, also uh, in... Um in the cast is uh, Mark Strong as well. And oh, I love good Mark, old Mark Strong. Strong. Uh, I was saying the other day, uh, like, you know, uh, he hasn't yet been in a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Mm. Uh, it would be great to see him in one. What role would he play? Uh, obviously, Professor X is the <laughs> easy one to go for just because he's a you know, new nut. But, um, yeah, it's uh, this, this film, Cruella, is fantastic. Uh, if you like... Oh god! It's just if you like good movies, yeah, like, check this out. This is a really good movie. So this is out at the cinemas now, but uh, will be available on Disney shortly. Well, no, it's out in the cinemas now. It's yep. also available uh, premiere access on Disney Plus. Yeah, so, so you, you got to pay extra yeah, for it. So you can pay for it. But the thing is, like, uh, you know, if you if you go to the cinema and you watch it, you see it once. If you're you want to watch it on Disney Plus, then you can watch it repeatedly. Mm. You know? And then it will eventually be on Disney Plus free of charge. But it just means you got to wait for it. So yep. it really depends, like, your level of interest. If you're really interested and you want to see it on the biggest screen possible, go to the cinema. And you know what? Go for it. Go yeah. to the cinema. Yeah, go to the cinema. Go support. Do that. Yeah, yeah, I did that. I went to the cinema. Yeah. Um, and now I want to get it on Disney+. Plus. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you uh, yeah, go to the cinema and see it on the big screen, if you want to watch it several times, if you uh, see, the thing is, it's not really for kids though. Mm. Like you think it's a Disney film, it's about Cruella, you may think, oh, my four, five, six-year-old will, will love it. But it is a bit more adult. Um, it's a bit, uh, you know, they might not be as invested in it as you are. I think this is for the older people, uh, like maybe tweens, uh, teens and adults, I think mm. is, is the market you're kind of like looking for for this particular film. So how are we scoring this? I am going to give this one um, four and a half eye-patched chihuahuas. Sexy. Mm. So our show is almost complete, but I just thought I'd mention a couple of really cool things that are happening at Luna. Can I it, just stop you there for a second? Yes. Apparently can't say it's pronounced bourgeoisie. Bourgeoisie? Bourgeoisie. There you go. Ah. Just, just updating you on how things are going. Oh. Um, uh, how do you say thank you in French? Um... Merci. Yeah. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> Merci beaucoup, Carson. Very happy. This is not the French Film Festival. I should be doing a German accent, but I don't know how. Also, don't really know how to do a French accent, <laughs> and I'm very sorry. Um, so well, that went off the rails quickly. <laughs> of course it did. It always does. That's that's just that's my brand, basically, <laughs> just going off the rails. Uh, I've been saying that a lot today. Have you? Yeah, that's oh. my brand. Like, Oh, that's my brand. Yeah, right. like uh, weird mainly is my brand. But anyway, um, Lunar Doubles. So this is uh, where you get two two movies for the price of one basically at Lunar Leaderville. Um, on Monday um, they showed oh, – actually, I think this was Monday um, just past. How rude of me to give you this information this late. Um, but, yeah, they they had Silence of the Lambs and To Die For. <laughs> back to back. So um, Lord can only imagine what goodness is coming up next week. Um, and Retro Sundays. So if you've been listening to this show for a long time, you will be aware that I love singing in the rain. <laughs> in fact... The movie and the act. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Um, 
it, on the drive here, I in my brain I was singing good morning, good morning. <laughs> and I was like, you can't really like, I can't start the show like that because it's not morning. Mm. So I'm like, good afternoon, good afternoon. Yep. No, doesn't work even. It's more like night this time Good year, evening, anyway. good evening. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can start the show like that. I didn't. <laughs> You're like, thank you. But I still made you listen to that. Um, so, yeah, it is quite fitting that there is Singing in the Rain happening um, this weekend at Windsor Cinemas. So they're doing Singing in the Rain and then An American in Paris, both Gene Kelly musicals. Um, what an amazing you know, thing to see singing in the rain on the big screen. Like that's super exciting. So that is happening at Windsor um, and they're going to be like, there's going to be organ music and stuff like that. It's going to be very cool. Um, so, yeah, that's $15 for two movies. What bucks. an experience. That's $7.50 each. I know. There will be an intermission. You don't need to hold your pee for two whole movies, we promise. And chances are you've already seen them several times anyway. So you just like choose your spot. Yes, that's right. Choose your spot. Um, I know I would probably choose the spot where Gene Kelly um, is like going forward in time and uh, dancing that really weird dance. You don't know what I'm talking it's about. Not, it's not really the kind of film you want to go and see with a full bladder anyway because if it's <laughs> raining constantly, <laughs> you're just going to be wanting to whiz. It's only raining in one particular scene. Uh, it's not raining the whole time. So singing, it should have been called Singing in the Rain once, once. or occasionally. Now I want to go home and watch it. It's <sighs> such a great movie. Have you ever seen it? I did when I was a kid. I told you. Uh, well, so we recorded uh, next week's show. Yes. Like we, we actually recorded next week's show because we're not going to be here. Mm. Um, but uh, we were talking about musicals and I was saying how I used to hate musicals because all that you would see on TV when I was a kid was musicals because I was so cheap. And so... You, you can find out more about that next week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, but in the meantime, if you feel like watching Singing in the Rain, you can go and see it this weekend and then listen to our show and hear about me gushing about it once again. Exactly. Because I can't help myself. <laughs> anyway, we will be back but not in person next week. Because um, we've got we're, – we're, yeah. we're working. We're actually going to yes. go and watch a movie next Thursday. On assignment. Yeah. I That's believe right. they call that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go see The Heights, yep. which is the, the Lin-Manuel Miranda that started it all. Uh, yeah. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that came before Hamilton. So th- well, this was a stage play before it became a, um, uh, a movie. Oh. Is it? I don't know. I need to do more research, it turns <laughs> out. Oh, we should find <laughs> What a surprise. We'll tell you in two weeks' time. Okay. We'll see you all then. Bye. Bye-bye. Have a bougie day. <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.